2: What's up, everybody? This is Spice Adams and you're listening to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. Yeah, baby!
0: Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. It's been a minute, but we back. I'm Peanut, and I got my uncle with me as always, Mr. Roman Harper what's
2: up? What's happening? You good? I was not ready for the drum roll or whatever you call that at the beginning. That, uh, the, that's not the normal introduction, it, right? it, it, that's
3: it, not how That's not how it actually works. I right? will
2: not say your name because I don't want to give away who our guest is, but just know that it's a different opening. Every single time we okay. come on here, it, it's so it's, uh, I never know what's gonna happen. What comes out of this guy's mouth, I Random. don't know as well. All right, before we get all that, this, you know, I wanna thank all of our listeners for always tuning in. Uh, could you give us a five star rating wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio? Please give us a listen, a follow, subscribe. Let's continue to push it on forward. Peanut, who is our guest today? Today
0: we got an oldie but a goodie. This gentleman played seven years for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was drafted in the second round by Lovey Smith, one of my former coaches. He's a Super Bowl-winning champion. He's an all-pro guard. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ali Marpet. What's going on, boss? I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank Hold you. Hold
2: on. All right, now, all right, before you even go into it, Ali, we got to address the elephant in the room. All right, you were a second-round pick. Yeah. By Temple Bucks yeah. from a Division three. Yes, school. Yeah, yeah. That means you Hobart, must have been.
0: William Smith, Mary, and <laughs> Harden
2: <laughs> Baylor. I can't even pronounce <laughs> it. They got
3: like eight names. You got like three different D three programs right there wrapped yeah. into one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so d D three player uh so i'm hyping myself up here i like to do it as you should yeah mm-hmm. introduction i'm proud of it now so i was the highest i played drafted. with d2 guys never there d3 go. i was the highest drafted division three player in nfl history so that's okay that's dope yeah, so so that love <laughs> <little>, the small <laughs> yeah. school guys you gotta you gotta have the exact, i'm a small exact, school guy so, so, yeah
0: so, <laughs> so i read though that you were the offensive player of the year as a lineman, yeah, I've, so never, I, again, I've
3: never heard of that. Other things I feel proud of, yeah. So I was co offense. I don't know if that. Like, that how does that work? With another quarterback, but yeah. So I was a co offensive player of the con- conference. I was. Did you I have was, any touchdowns? N- no touchdowns or anything <laughs> like that. So no real stats. But I'm telling you, I was. Uh, better uh, to put it politely. I was better than my competition pretty significantly. Okay. Enough to uh, to garner that uh, honor. But yeah, so I I I, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what football is. Like you just like. Dominate, dude. Right. Dominate, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then when you get to the NFL, it's like, oh, no, it's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are getting paid, too. You,
0: how much do you so, think you would have dominated at a D3
2: school? <laughs> Nowhere near as much as that. I'm just saying, like, so I, I played with a guy, Jari Evans, who went yeah. to Bloomsburg yeah. University. It was a D2, that's right? Awesome. And so I was like, how do you get drafted from a D2 school? And he went, like, fourth round. Yeah. You being second round, it's like, it's that's like impressive. being first round. Of any, if you went to D1, you're going first round. But he went to small school, so everybody's like, they're going to question it. But second round is just like going first round from where you are. And he was like, the only way you get drafted from a small school is literally you have to destroy people. Yeah. As an offensive yeah, yeah. lineman, you like, you're carrying them out of bounds. You're body slamming somebody every play. You're like, you just jump off the tape. You're like, I don't know. The film's kind of grainy. I don't know where they're playing at. But <laughs> this kid is just dominating, kicking ass. Everybody,
3: I mean, that's so (laughs) that is kind (laughs) of. I got a little bit hyped myself up here, but a little bit that's how it has to play out. And then also, like, for me, like, it takes a GM, like, or a coach, yeah, like, to take their shot. Yeah, who's gonna take the shot on the? It's so much easier to pick the Alabama or the the, the SEC or whatever, (laughs) whatever. you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, it does take it, like, to kind of. Put it out on the line and be like i trust my uh scouts. ability yeah. scouts mm-hmm. my ability to evaluate talent which is like a really hard thing to do yeah for those smaller school guys it is.
0: so how yeah. was it when you went to the senior bowl
3: yeah so that was kind of my was that
0: like an eye-opening experience like damn okay i'm not really destroying people or uh... <laughs>
3: well so i did actually did okay at the senior bowl too okay. and that was like a surprise for me so like my first rep Mm-hmm. uh one-on-ones like the, that's the yeah, big thing yeah. for that right. is oh, yeah, yeah. on so, Wednesday exactly yeah so like they they say the game doesn't really matter it's just really one-on-ones it's true. that matters anyway so my, my I'm like i <laughs> getting all fired up uh it's, ex- it's exciting for me my first rep I'm at left tackle against uh Nate Orchard who was the uh D1 uh sack leader that year at Utah yeah. uh-huh. and um <clears throat> and so I'm like well I'm about to Get found out like they're gonna about about to realize that I don't belong here. Like, like uh, what am I doing against the sack leader? Uh, first rep, and I ended up winning it. And I was like, all right, maybe I do belong. And then slowly throughout the course of the week, I was like, oh wait, I can actually do this, and I can mm-hmm. do it at a high level. So there's a couple moments where I was like, kind of surprising myself. Yeah, along yeah. the way, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah so you, for you sure. got that yeah. real competition. I mean, you just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh well, I, can I can play use. here, and realize they realized that I shouldn't be playing left tackle. I think right, it was, right. It was I would, another thing. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna
2: say like, so you play tackle
3: and college yeah. and then you Transition mm-hmm. to yeah, guard because yeah yeah, at the, yeah at the, at the, even at the senior ball I was playing next to uh, Trent Brown who's uh, a tackle and I do it six eight yeah or Trent Sweets. yeah yeah yeah, years, yeah, yeah. Like that. And had a
2: terrible playing. pro day terrible <laughs> yeah. Uh, combine yeah. yeah yeah exactly great
3: player great dude and great player <laughs> but I was I was playing left tackle I'm six four a three oh seven or whatever they <laughs> got this left guard next to me who's uh, six seven whatever he is three seventy or something like Dang. maybe maybe we should switch those guys <laughs> yeah. go play left uh, guard uh, tackle you play left guard so that was a, a switch room so
0: yep. you were at your heaviest weight you were 307 what was that process like to get, go through and eat the calories i mean you weren't naturally big i, I think i read somewhere where you were like 280 290 right. 300 yeah. and, and you just kept putting those calories on and on like yeah I was mean, that, was see, that yeah. hard
3: yeah. yeah you can see where i'm at right now i mean yeah. like uh actually yeah so i'm down 75 pounds or whatever like that so i am at my weight where i feel like i should be sitting at um but yes, it was hard. Like when people tell me they, they can't gain weight, like young athletes, when I talk to them, like, yo, I can't like, you know, uh, you know I'm trying to put on weight, like I can't gain weight. I'm like, sit, like, eat with me for a day. Like I guarantee you, you're <laughs> going to gain weight. Like I had my alarm set to eat food. Like you, you, I'm sure you've heard the story. You know, the guys in the locker room that yeah. like need to like, like it's the job is to eat, right? Mm. And that was, that was my mentality around food. And so now what I've done since I've stopped playing, is that I still had that mentality around food. I just had to sort of, like, the awareness around food has now changed. I just flipped that switch. Mm. If that makes sense, like, yeah. I've always I still have that same awareness around food. I just now need to change what that that goal is for me. Does that make sense? So, do yeah, you yeah, eat yeah. less or do you eat differently? I just eat less. I, I last night I had, went. To, I don't know if you guys have been here, but. Uh, are you're, you're, you're Chicago-based? I'm yeah. a Chicago guy. Yeah. So O'Sheavall, oh, there's an O'Sheavall oh, yeah, yeah, burger yeah. place here in New are York. Are you serious? So let, there last night. I'm still eating <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I'm just, I just gotta eat. Last night. With the egg that. on top, with egg, the, with egg the, and the, the bacon. bacon. Dude, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They're one of the best burgers. Yeah. I'm telling you. you, know you, know you know we gotta it, go to O'Sheavall and yeah. get you a burger. I have balls. no idea. We're gonna love it. Oh my god.
0: Okay. It's the, one of the best burgers in Chicago. Right, shout out to
2: Ashaval. Oshu, uh, shout out to Ashaval, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, so yeah, love that burger spot. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I just eat, have to eat less of it. But, again, the intentionality around food yeah. is not something I can just, like, you know forget. So that's, that's ingrained in me from all those years of gaining to be – you know lineman. So. you
0: look like a tight end right now i agree I, that's the first in, you thing you said I, it's like damn you look like a tight
3: end looks just like a tight end yeah. yeah i don't know if i got the hands for it but.
2: <laughs> so you were, you were co-mvp in
0: yeah, college yeah, that's yeah. not you can, get it. Actually, you can do it wait, actually, we're hyping
2: you up now
0: you yeah, should come back as a tight end you can go so, to tight end university to be with greg Olson and yeah,
3: maybe do some stuff no so actually one of my workouts for the, for the um, end in my senior year Uh, Was with the Bills and the OC, tight ends coach and O line coach came to Hobart. So it was I don't know two hour drive or whatever. So they all came out to the, the school and I did five minutes of O line position work and then I did 30 minutes of tight end stuff. I was like. I'm about to play tight end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this should be about to be cool. Like I'm gonna have a whole different uh, experience around football. Like I'm gonna get my name called and stuff like that, and score touchdowns. But that didn't end up happening.
0: What I want to ask is, I've, when I retired, I, I built a boat. I built a rowboat, and I rowed across Lake Michigan. It's fantastic. It took me twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six hours, nonstop, straight. We built a boat. My buddy of mine, Jake, we built a boat, a rowboat, from scratch, and that was kind of a you know what, I still got it in my tank to do something competitive or yeah. anything like that. So you retired after seven seasons. You retired fairly young. Yeah. And you lost 75 pounds. Right. And you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. You guys, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I hope I said that right. You, you <laughs> did it. Yeah, you got it. Do you think you could have climbed that mountain at your playing weight?
3: It's a good question. Uh I would like to think that I could have. Yeah. But so I was inspired by a teammate of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Bo Allen, who's mm. he was three, he was a D tackle. He did it at 320, probably, oh, at wow. the time. So, it, I'd like to think that if he did it, I could do it. Yeah. And then also, uh, the same trip, Halodi Nada. Yeah, 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 He announced his retirement up there. I remember and, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, I, I didn't know you were on but on I, trip. Okay. No, yeah. so I, I did it a couple years later. Oh, a couple years. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that, that was but, them two did it. Yeah. But. Um, Not to, I heard stories about, they need a little assistance. Not both, but you're 330, you know, sometimes you need a little help carrying some, uh, so I like to think that I could do it. Um, I think, yeah, I could get it it done. Now, is it a, (laughs) is it a walk or is it like, like a legit climb? No, 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 no. One of the reasons it's so popular is because it's not like a technical climb. Like, it's just like, you just need, you're on your feet for hours. So you guys, anyone can like get it done. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a grind <laughs> how, how, and how long did it take you so it's six days in and out but uh it's like five days in and like the summit night that's the hardest the rest of the time you're just walking it's define casual. summit night what is that so at, at like midnight um you obviously you start your you start your climb okay and you're uh hiking um pitch black with your headlamps yeah, yeah. uh uh at like you know seventeen thousand feet or something like that and just one foot at a time incredibly slowly just like inching away up until you get to at sunrise at six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning when uh and that's when you reach the summit that's kind of that's kind of what you do it's it's a freaking grind it was one of the hardest things i had to do like that part The good in getting up there to this that 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 peak uh summit night totally totally manageable air super
0: thin hard to breathe dude
3: like i was struggling. Really? Okay. So, yeah, so did,
2: what was it. the training before you get there? Like did you train at all or you just showed up? <laughs> no, th- it, th- you, th- you seem like a guy Allie, that likes to prepare. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you you for, come off as that guy. Appreciate. it. And so I I I'm friends with a uh, a guy that does a lot of these yeah. mountain climbs now. He's really gotten into it. He has his own uh oxygen machine. We should do it He's through. like like high deprivation. He watches yeah. TV for an hour every day yeah. and just at low oxygen levels, uh, just to, like, prepare and do yeah. all these things, the shoes, the yeah. gear. What all did you have? What did you not have? What would you suggest D- anybody uh, else do dude. to do this again?
3: So I like to prepare. However, this trip kind of came last minute. Okay. So, like, three weeks before the trip, they're like, hey, someone dropped out. You want to come? I was like, bet. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so what I ended up doing was buying all the, the gear and, like, walking around Central Park. Cause like that's like what else are you gonna do to train besides being on your feet? Like that's right. what they recommend. So I had three weeks where I'm just walking around with my dog around Central Park trying to break in shoes that can work for it. Uh, and then when I get there, I realize you're supposed to have like medic medicine that helps like your brain from swelling from like altitude. Really? I didn't have that. So like I'm scrounging like trying to get from other people whatever leftovers they have. Okay. So like I ended up it ended up working out, but I'm taking like a quarter of the dosage that they recommend. Uh, so like normally I like to prepare this trip was like a last Last minute minute. like uh yeah yeah I wouldn't recommend that part of it (laughs) okay I recommend training for it and walking around but yeah the whole last minute I
2: didn't know brain swell either I didn't either you that's something new.
0: I've
3: never heard that
2: did anybody here know that? No. That brain swell not as you to get to high You're higher. not
3: supposed to. Uh, just to, you're, not supposed to you're, not, you're not supposed to tell people that. You're, you're, right. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, because everybody you're in this room, behind, be behind the cameras, is it. <laughs>
2: all like, nah, I ain't know that. I ain't don't, know, don't. Like, just, nah, I ain't body, know Your body,
3: like, isn't supposed to be at that elevation. Like, it's just your body is just not fu- Your organs aren't functioning properly. I was going
0: to say, let's climb a mountain. But you say my brain is swelling, so I'm good.
2: I We're not going to do that. I'm. Nope. It's cold. I'm straight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, I have adventures in my
3: life, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, am But so, I'm glad you did that. It's fun. It's cool. It and was really not, good. It's not for everybody, but that's it, cool, too. But it was with, honestly, I just want to plug it. It was with a great organization. So it yeah. was with Chris Long's foundation, uh, Waterboys. Oh, yeah, the water. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, So
0: I was you, supposed to do it one year, and I couldn't. Well, it's I, I not got, too late. I got tapped out. It's not too late. Hey, if you're listening, holler <laughs> at me. Waterboys, I'm down. Let's <laughs> go. Make it happen. I'm, I'm, I'm so They're ridiculous. finalizing the list for next year. Finalizing the list for next year okay. is dope. So one of the reasons you got out, since we're, you know, talking about brain swelling and everything, you played seven years. I mean, you had just won a Super Bowl, all pro, like, finna come into like a large sum of cash. Mm-hmm. And for you, you said, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. You just walked away. Yeah.
3: Why was that how how hard was it that decision for you to get to? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think for most players and for myself, it's the hardest decision I've ever had to make. I mean, it's, it's uh, so for me, uh, I think I've always sort of valued my health, right? There are certain things that I, I value in my life and health is paramount for me. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. like, so if I'm gonna live authentically within my own values, right? I couldn't continue to put my body uh, uh, in that, you know, difficult place week in, week out. So like, that's kind of was my framework was like, if I'm truly going to be honest with myself, and yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, living within my health value. I can't keep playing football. Yeah. I, and, and there's a, there's a, for me, um, obviously there's, there's money on the table, right. And that's hard to walk away from, but at a certain point, I think you have to be honest with yourself and say like, what, what sort of changes really is this going to make for me? I think there, for me, it was really important to have, um, uh, uh, um, satisfied, kind of with where I was at, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like the truth is more it can be better, but uh, for me it felt like I had reached a point where I could do the things that I wanted to do. I could travel, I could climb Kilimanjaro, I could do the things that I wanted to, and still having my health, and that was really important to me. Does mm. that make sense?
2: It, it does. It does. 100% it does. I, it, so I want to put this in per- perspective too, though, because. It's not just a little bit of money, it was two years, $20 million you right. left out there. I mean, so that's so significant that, amount of cash. So, you, you checked a lot of boxes. Yeah. And so, at that point, because I, I want, like, for me, I'm like, did that decision, did it already start to happen like early in that year? Or was it like starting year seven? I'm like, man, I'm just tired. Sure. Because before retirement, we all kind of know that yeah. we sense something's changing in us all, right? Before we make that switch. And I'm I'm just saying, and I'm wondering for you, Allie was it was it those thoughts already in your mind or was it man I won I've got to the top of the mountain I'm good yeah
3: now I can
2: yeah let go
3: so i so actually my la- so my last game was uh actually the pro bowl last the pro bowl out in vegas so that was my yeah. last uh, game which was kind of a cool way to end it for me yeah um but yes i think actually i know it sounds it might sound silly but like i think i started my football career with the end in mind a little bit. Okay. I think like we all know, right, it's not, it's- It's not forever. Right, exactly. And it's I think Pulp like uh, Fiction <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, starting at the end. So I think, I think for me, also coming from the D3 school, right? So like, like anything was just like, it felt like I was playing with house money, yeah. right? So like, I didn't think that I was gonna have the career that I did. Mm. So I kind of always identified and expected that my career was not, I mean, gonna be shorter. So mm-hmm. I kind of always had that framework of um, what life after football is going to be. So it was just like a
0: bonus for you to make it to the league. Like, I made it to the league, all right, cool, but it wasn't really in my – I didn't see myself playing, but now that I'm here, yeah, I'll do it for a couple years, and then – all right, now I'm gonna go
3: do something else. That's kind of how it felt for yeah. me. So like, I wish I was the kind of guy that like circled like, and, and like, I'm gonna play in the NFL when I'm five years old. Like that was that, that wasn't was me. me. Yeah. One so like, thousand percent. I love that. I respect the heck out of it. That, that was like, me. That, All yeah. All day long. Yeah. I wish I could like like that. And just, I worked, I, I worked toward I'm, that. Like, I no, this is
0: what I want to do. Like, yeah. I had that mentality. And nope, I'm gonna get drafted. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna like I had I wrote out goals and you that, know I wrote I had a a chalkboard that I I legit wrote my goals. Right. Like, I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna go to this pro day. I'm gonna do this, this, Dude, this, and that, and really it good. and it played out every way I I scripted my life, and it played out exactly the way I wanted. And I think for me, it was harder to walk away from the game because I had wanted it for so long and mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. So I respect the fact that you could say, "Yeah, I'm good," whereas me, I I didn't I didn't have that, luxury. I didn't have that opportunity to be like, "Yeah, I can walk away."
2: So, first of all, you seem like a um a disaster prepper right like like i'm I'm preparing for the worst all the time because when i get here i'm like dude any at any time i can be gone sure which it actually turned out to be a benefit for you yeah and so as you make because i still want to know like when did you decide yeah was it was it after super bowl was it at pro bowl was it during this i want to know when you decided like you know what this is probably going to be it yep cuz I'm sure they didn't know that until
3: No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean I so I I definitely don't think I was ever going to be uh the guy that played 10, 12 years that wasn't going to be... I, after my first training camp, I realized that. So like in college, I'm like... It was hard. I was <laughs> like, training camp... Uh, yeah, like, for y'all well, listening, not, <laughs> training camp was yeah, hard. It's real. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm doing this 10 more times, 12 more times. <laughs> <at> the <laughs> easy
1: training camp, and it's still hard. Like, I know. I was, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 3 training
3: yeah, camp. Yeah, they didn't have two like a day. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I'm I am not I'm that
0: 0-3, and I was like... This stuff is hard. Like I don't know if it I was. and I, I'm a guy that can run on. I was like, yo, I don't know if I could do this.
2: I called my dad and my was like, and was like, dad. This is like, <laughs> I don't know. This is what I want to do. And he was like, Roman, I want you to look at that check that you got. <laughs> all right, and th- and you've been working for this your whole life. Yeah. This is like what you wanted. Shut up and out just see pops. what you really yeah. want to do. And I was like, you're right. I'm yeah, gonna get back out there. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: get to back
3: out there. That. Do but, they make
0: linemen go like? what were your What's reps it? like do you do all the reps with like scout team first team second team third team do, do you have to do it? like special no, teams there's
3: no ta- special teams we do in oh or something God. like that there's no there's no uh you know tapping anyone else in like that's the thing about playing line like you're getting all the reps yeah especially as a young guy and also that was always my mentality too even like as a every year six or seven where maybe i could have cut back on some. like i was always the guy that was going to try and get everything that i could yeah and i think that may have possibly contributed to the fact that I'd sort of burnt out a little bit mm-hmm. from doing it. But, um, yeah, that was always my mentality. But as far as your question, as far as like, when did I know, like mm-hmm. when was that moment? I don't, the, the truth is, I don't know if there was really like a definitive moment. I mean, I will say like my rookie year, I yeah. knew that like, if I had saved up X, right. If I, another indicator for me was like, I saw some older guys, like if I'm taking, you know, like a Celebrex or like a anti inflammatory. Oh, yeah. Like every every day. If just that, to get through. If just to get through, mm-hmm. that's an indicator that I should probably uh, yeah. not be doing this. So that yeah. was another indicator for oh, me. So there's really a, there's true. a lot of things that like kind of contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Um but I so wish there would I say I there's one like I there's was n- just
0: so addicted to <laughs> the game. Like I just loved it. But then again, but you're a lineman, so you guys are every it's, play It's different. I, I was not like that corner safety. Like I mm-hmm. I just I just ran more right, right. i wasn't a if, banger if, like, dude, like you guys if it was
3: running like I, f- I think like to think that it would be different but again yeah. there's no like getting away from it's like the just the, for saying, sure yeah that's part of it i've so heard it. a lot of linemen talk about that like. so
2: tell me this part yeah um how does your family take this your yeah. friends family did you get all positives when you're like you know what this is like it's time because it's what not just said. you <laughs> yeah because it's when you retire we yeah. all retire right. like the, everybody's yeah, life right. changes because Everybody celebrates when you win. We all kind of are down when you lose. Right. You, you are the heartbeat of a whole family when you go to the NFL. I don't think everybody understands
3: that. Right. So how, did, how was their reactions? How's, how did that play on your heart as well? Yeah. Uh, so to your point, my mom and I always kind of joked. Like I was obviously a big dude, so so big that I would have like right, gravitational pull. Like that's what football does, right? It mm-hmm. yeah. brings everybody in. Yeah, it does. And so my family would always congregate after games. So you're right, there's there's not just you, it's everybody, right? <laughs> everybody. That's part of it. So I think even for like uh other people in my family, like just navigating what the fall looks like this past <laughs> fall, we're like, all right, what do we do without football? Like so it wasn't just me. But you're yeah. right. Uh but everybody was incredibly supportive. I think that oh, was that was, was helpful. Really Mo- so mom was like whatever you want to do like we totally unconditional so like that i had fortunately i had a support system around me Mm -hmm. that like got it and uh that helped the decision so
2: so you being so young like yeah what are you?
3: 29?
2: Twenty nine. I'm thirty. Thirty. So okay. you yeah. yeah, just turned the big three zero. Yeah, right. April. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you,
3: you guys do you do 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 your research. Come <laughs> on, man. It's called research. It's called uh, preparation. It's like yeah. uh, watching game film. A little bit yeah. of stalking. Yeah. yeah, we got good coaches too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm we really got good coaches yeah. too. Yeah. Good
0: team. Damn good team. But what'd you do? Like 30 is a big one, you know. 30, 40, 50, you got to do something big. Like, what, what, what'd you do for the big three?
3: Oh, uh, I'm low key. So like, uh, I love one. I love food. I love you know people around me. So (laughs) had people at the house. Got a sushi chef. Pretty much like all you can eat sushi and just hung out there. What's your uh, favorite roll? Sushi roll. Oh, interesting i don't think I've ever been asked that question. Uh, just I'd go tuna, salmon, avocado, something like that. Yeah. Something simple. Okay. That'd be my go-to. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I'm big for huge food guy, so you can tell. Oh, sushi—that's me. Yeah.
0: So, so what? What is your
3: favorite type of food then? Out of you know. That just—I'm going Japanese sushi. Japanese. That's what I thought. Oh, favorite. Big three, favorite big, okay. <laughs> now, have that's have so have, my, you, my, have my, you
0: ever been to Japan?
3: No, I need to. So I have done a fair amount of traveling. So yeah, like, since our that time, we were going, yeah, that's on the list. Go ahead, let throw yeah. it out there. Dude. Yeah, doing we're doing the show. So dude. let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk, tra- let's talk travel. Let's talk travel. Uh, so actually, my my uh, fiance and I, when we first sat down on our first date, we were like the three places you want to go, right? So we both had Hawaii, Greece, and Italy, right? Those mm. were our, those are like good places. We've been there together. You guys we been there? Have, yeah. yeah. We, which one? All three? All three. <laughs> <laughs> all three, three together? No, no, no. all. We, <laughs> we didn't been go to Hawaii two, together. Two, but two we three. Been, We've been to Greece together. together. Yeah, oh, together. cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. We, did, was, not yeah, either, so we, we romantic, did not hold hands. We definitely did not hold hands. <laughs> That's a romantic trip, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was,
0: uh, did not hold hands with this guy. Can't hold hands with your pastor over here.
3: No, but so that was those are the first three trips that we took when I retired. It's so like, all right, we have, I had, so bucket list type trip, trips. So we did those three since then. We done. I, we did Thailand. I did India with my dad. Uh-huh, did Kilimanjaro, we cool. talked about. Yeah. London and Paris. We're going to Spain next month. It's so like all those it, types yeah. of things, no. like the things that I felt like I couldn't do when I played, right? When I played, yeah. I felt like I had to train nonstop. Yeah. Like, the gyms in Europe, like that's not, that ain't, that's not cutting it. Right. Like, they don't fit you. They don't fit me. <laughs> the <laughs> free weights <laughs> go up to forty-five pounds. That's yeah. not, I'm not training over there, so um, I put all that stuff off, and now I'm able to to do that, which is.
2: I, I, I love traveling. I think it's a. I think you learn so much more uh, seeing other cultures, other people, what, how they live life, and things like that. I, I'm not naturally somebody that loves to travel, but being married to one. Uh, it it opens it up and we
3: then forced also them have, to go. Yeah, they did. force we, them. Yeah, <laughs> they did. to go to Italy and Greece. That was yeah. really hard for you. They, they actually we went they,
0: Athens. we, we <laughs> met you in Athens. Yep, met in we, Athens. We met in Athens and, and got on a boat yep. and went to. We were in Greece, Athens, and Italy. Or no, Greece, uh, Croatia, Croatia, and uh, Italy. It was sure. great.
2: I do want to go to Japan though. I think Japan's got to be. Uh, that's one of my bucket list places. And the reason why I want to go to Japan so much, number one, is how techy and advanced it is. Sure. Yeah. But it's also the mindset that the Japanese people have is I that respect their culture. Uh, yeah, I do I respect it. their culture. And just like it's one of the few nations that have never been colonized. Like they've always had to depend on themselves. To, to always make it. Right. That's like, their thing is that, so they always want you. to be Look at you. Look at the big brain on Roman. It's very forward thinking. They all, hey look, you know me guys. So this is like, uh, for me, I just want to be around that because I, I want to see it. I last watched
0: the last Samurai coming here too with, with Tom Cruise and they were talking about the the whole Japanese custom and samurai and this and so yeah, it, it really made me want to go check out Japan a little bit. Right, we'll, bit. Do, we'll
3: do a trip. Take the take the show on the road and we'll we do it let's go to Japan.
0: Thomas, <laughs> Melissa, let's go. <laughs> we can we can definitely do this. Get right. the show in Japan. Perfect. We can definitely do this. And we'll
2: be right back.
1: All right.
2: So now let's talk about some traveling. We'll get sure. back to that as well. Yeah. But this new journey you're on, yeah. education. Yeah. You talked about why you're here. Yeah. Um, you're staying in the uh, the New York area yeah. this last year and a half. Yeah. Learning. Now you were a economics major in college, mm-hmm. but now you're you're trying to be a psychologist. That's right. Like I understand the body, the health, the whole total wellness thing. Yeah. This is your package. Right. Ali, please let the people know. Share with us yeah. why you're on this journey.
3: Yeah, I think um, a big part, like when I, I said I, was, I started with the end in mind. For me, I always my uh, talk about the values, right? So health being a value, another value of mine, like being of service to others, which I think you guys can <laughs> both relate to, right? So for me, uh, I was trying to navigate ways in which I can be of service to my community, right, in a way that felt um, satisfying and interesting to me and that's kind of how I landed on psychology because like I think we as players there's so much that goes pours into the mental side of the game right for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was always interested in that right that was my that's my interest those are my passions and I'm sort of merging that with the value of being of service to others Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely so so that's kind of the mission that I'm on right now, and it's a long process, right? So in in the fall, I'll be starting um, a doctorate in psychology, so it's a five-year degree, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've got oh, – this is a long time horizon yeah. here. But, a- again, I'm learning about things that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, I hope to be able to help people in some capacity, which is, I think, uh, something that uh, fuels – Uh, really important to me so I think so that's kind of where if if that makes sense no do you know where you would want to specialize in more or or as you continue to learn
2: like you're using this as a runway to now figure that out you just know this is the pathway to it
3: yeah so I don't the truth is I don't know specifically what population I want to work with but I will say the full spectrum of mental health is incredibly interesting to me. So I think that there are people like, there. Yeah, you're probably familiar with like sports psychologists, Mm -hmm. right? That sort of work on the the visualization techniques and how to improve performance. And there's also with uh, people that work with, you know, with, you know, higher needs populations. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that, all of that is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And so I, as I continue my education, I'm going to try and, Dip my toe in a, double, a couple different areas and see what really resonates. So I don't really know. I do know the full spectrum of mental health, though, performance, yeah. and higher needs are uh, are uh, seem at least inter- intellectually stimulating. So,
2: those. so like I'm very stimulated by this too because i i've watched uh i've gotten into a lot more tennis peanut i know you don't know that but i've gotten into a whole conversation
0: about
3: tennis before you got breakpoint <laughs> was that yes so that got
2: me into it and i just didn't realize <laughs> how many of these great tennis players like they are the world's best yeah and mentally they're all like they got cracks all in the cracks everywhere because they lose way more than they win overall hmm a lot of times, like you're losing matches, and when you lose one match, you're out, out of the tournament. you're yeah. done. But so every tournament that you don't win, you're trying to figure out why. And these players are the best of the best, and they always have somebody right there on their side the whole time, like yeah. telling them, hey, you're great,
3: hey, you're, you're good. That's what you're like, Asian's
0: for. Yeah, but <laughs> <that's what> you, <laughs> is this is <laughs> like, do you have that when you play golf?
3: No, I don't. Well, now You got to watch Full Swing because that's I, I, saw, yeah, <laughs> okay. right. I like Full Swing too. Right. I tell you good all the Wait, time. So, I'll be calling
0: you to get golf. How, so how
3: do you th- how do you think you guys would do in an individual sport? Like if that, like you're a te- you're the guy tennis whatever the sport is. Like I think that's this is your, a total. This a great so, question. How would you, how would this is you guys a great do? Question.
0: I am going. Thomas, can I curse? I can't curse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush it. I love that's, that mentality. That's just, yeah i'm gonna suck at first right <laughs> i'm gonna be terrible at first but the way i think and how i train i'm going to obsess over it and i'm going to work 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 until i get whatever it is that i'm trying to fix or get better on uh, if you want to call it the mamba, mamba mentality sure. yeah that that's what i would do i'm actually currently i'm trying we need to play pickleball because (laughs) i am going to crush it at pickleball you you haven't
2: played but you just know you're going to crush it i played pickleball and
0: it's so slow it's yeah it
2: it's the sport that you don't have to be an athlete. You and, don't and have I, to be athlete. And I'm saying to play. I would
0: crush yeah. it. But that's just my. That's how I think. Like I think as a guy, men, like we size each other up. Like all, one of the it's first things natural. you said, oh, oh, okay, you look like a, you look like a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> now he's sizing you up in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But naturally, yeah, that's like positive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do, though. It's right. just like, oh true. yeah, I, could, nah, I can't take him. He kind of big. Or like we're, we're right. sizing sizing each other. up. We're type A personality. So for me. Anything that I do, that I, I try to, yeah. Anything that I try to do, I'm I have the mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna kill it.
3: I think I think the big watching those documentaries, the biggest thing was like in times of failure, right? Yeah. So Who do you have around you? Because yeah. like, and who you have to be the one to sort of pull yourself out of it. For sure. So like, how did you do? Like, I, I'm sure I mean you. I'm sure you lost in some capacity. I have a guy you got a guy I
0: have I have my guy I have a guy in my corner and okay one of the best things that he ever did yeah. was I read a book called the world's strangest secret okay by Earl Nightingale Okay. and people have pondered this since the beginning of time what is the world strangest? philosophers and everybody else we become what we think about and that is something that when I started playing I read this book and I still use it with me to this day so if I have success I'm thinking you know, something positive. But when I have failure, why did I fail? Okay, I was thinking about something at home. I was thinking about something else. And I, I thought that negative into existence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I reaped what I sowed. And what I've really focused on now that I read that book 15, 20 years ago, when something negative creeps in my mind, I try to replace it with a positive thought. Because if I'm thinking negative all the time, negative tends to happen. You yes. know what I'm saying? Sure. So that was something that I learned early. So that's why when you ask me that question, it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna crush it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just that's just how my brain works. I try to take out that negative and, and then just one thousand percent focus on the positive. Sure. You know, it's I'll we'll, we'll talk offline, but I I can give you the book. It's like a quick sure. Twenty minute, twenty minute read, and Rome knows it's like I'm a guy of quotes. He, yes, I, I read, I read he's a got lot. Hundreds of quotes. Quotes, quotes. I take, I take quotes. <laughs> I, I have, he'll give
2: you like five right now.
0: Can't wait. I have them <laughs> I
3: have to wait after the show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I have, I have them in my phone when Sorry. I read them, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I. But that's how my brain. I, I'm attracted. I gravitate toward that, and that kind of helps me stay out of that negative, that down, the the darkness and all that. So, it's yeah, it's great. I love it.
2: And, Allie, I'll be 100% honest. I think I would not be as successful in an individual sport because I've always been a really good teammate. That's, like, what I pride myself on is that I've been a great teammate. I haven't always been the star. I've been around a lot of really great players, and I've always been able to add value to any situation I've been in. I know how to – get along with anybody yeah. i know how to pick guys up when they're down i know how to leave when other people are down Shoot, sure. i step out there and do it you know sure. and so i get this thing going so i understand i'll be able to read the room and and so i am genuinely not a great like individual sport guy but i have gotten into tennis lately and i've really gotten into golf and i got the golf bug bad yes. that knows this i try and golf as much as I can and whenever I can. I've gotten a lot better in a short amount of time because I'm actually focusing on it. And so I'm seeing these results and look, man, it's tough all of a sudden you get a bad lie and I I should probably hit an iron out of this, but I'm gonna hit this three wood anyways and I don't do well. And then trying to shake yourself out of that. Uh, and and un, all just like with all these individual sports like we've seen on Point Break or uh, Full Swings, yeah. these guys and these women, man, when one thing happens, it's really hard to shake yourself out of it when you don't have anybody else right. to lean on to get you out of it. It's you you gotta go out there and make the play yeah. every single time. And so uh, it is tougher, it is a totally different thing. And uh, you being a psychologist uh, down the line, yeah. I, I think it's, these things are very, very interesting. And you're gonna have a unique perspective. Yes, you will. Uh, from all of these, from all your sports,
3: you know, what sports has taught you and what is given to you. Right, and I can appreciate that. And I'll, I'll just say real quick, again, so not clinical advice or anything like that, but I would say from a framework of experience, right, mm-hmm. uh, to your point uh, on sort of being in that team uh, environment, like what former players struggle with, right? So like, what does that look like when we don't have that, when we're yeah. not leaning on each other? Yes. How much harder are is life, right? Mm-hmm. When we don't have that, the uh, locker room uh that we're used to yeah. so i think to your point that's one of the many challenges that you guys know obviously uh that i'm sort of navigating too personally it's like all right i'm not in the locker room what is what who, who's my supports i mean i have a support system but like navigating all those things it's it's tough it's yeah it's hard. and
2: that's a perfect segue to my next question is oh. you know with young guys now more and more retiring they're looking up they're retiring early they make more money at an earlier age mm-hmm and uh, the NFL is being so successful and been so great and blessed so many of us, but when younger guys are starting to want to retire, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? You were a young guy that decided to retire uh, in your 20s, and now you see that more and more often. What would be the advice uh, for that you would give to them, uh, the good? maybe some of the bad and, and maybe some of the pitfalls that may be out there, uh, especially like not being in the locker room anymore. Sure, okay,
3: so uh, there's a lot to unpack and um, I'm thinking about a lot of different things, but I would yeah. say- Well, you're still kind of <laughs> going through it too, though. You're still trying to figure it out, though, right? So I think that that speaks to where like where I'm at right now. Yeah, so I was to- that's, and that's <laughs> what I
0: was saying, like, great question, but you're still trying to figure it out, yeah. like you're navigating I, through it. I'm
3: in it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in it. That's like, what I'm saying, yeah. So yeah. I, I what I would say is, and I, I almost would say I anticipated- feeling I, we, we, i'm not like diagnosing but like depressed the like anxious sure, yeah. like i everyone I, goes i anticipated that, that after mm-hmm. retirement after talking to guys that are retired yeah um and i would say that like the lack of structure and lack of clarity like those are things i structure and clarity. that's where i live that's my safe space right <laughs> so like without those i struggled uh you know, pretty significantly. It's it's uh, without that, it's, it's tough. Like I'm still in it. I'm still navigating. You're talking about like my professional interests. Like I'm still na- I'm still narrowing in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, even up until this point recently, before I was in, decided to go to to get my doctorate. Like there was a uh entire year of navigating. I was in a master's in mental health counseling program. Now I'm doing this and doing that, and it's like this period of like uncertainty mm-hmm. that just doesn't sit well day in day out. So it's, I would just say for anyone transitioning, um, uh, there's gonna be that period. Yeah. Like there's gonna, it's just, there, the, the uncertainty is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. And I think that there's there's a piece of me, a part of me that I kind of, I don't know, wanted to like pride myself in being like, Oh, I'm going to be the poster boy of like a successful transition of, right. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be like one of the guys that knows how to do it the right way. Yeah. Cause you've been preparing since you were <laughs> Exactly. <year. laughs> exactly. Look like in my head, like those, yeah. those but the, then, then that feels like burdensome to me mm-hmm. of like, I need to do everything right. And like, if I don't have clarity and I don't have structure, uh, then it almost just added into that anxiety and uncertainty that I was feeling, um, throughout the transitioning process does that that make sense totally yeah so
0: i felt this yeah i was the same way like i was like all right i know what i want to do i want to do this and that and then i'm doing everything and i still struggled i was just like man i miss football like what's i don't have my locker room i got my boys right and i still had friends like we talked and we did all this stuff but there's just a piece of you missing because you've had this unique experience Mm -hmm. high school college nfl and then like that yeah. it's over and you're just like now nah, well, what am I going to do now even though you might have it planned out and you have your support system you're still there's still going to be some form of struggle like if you've done something for 20 years right. 30 years whatever you're going to you know i had a buddy say you lose you lose your a little bit of your identity you go through a small or some form of depression i forget i forget what the other one but like no matter how good you have it you will you will struggle but it's just how long does that struggle last does right. it last a month two months three months and then once you're in it then you come out of it and then you you're able it's, it's kind of like grieving you know when you go to a funeral you know mm-hmm. the, the five stages or four stages of grieving like you have to grieve your your career like yeah I mourned it and then now you just once you get over it that's when it in my opinion it starts to kind of oh yeah blossom and grow and you start
3: your your, your new life yeah. I didn't expect it, but there were times where I I would legitimately just – I mean, I did – I would cry or whatever, and, like, it was because of the feeling of grief. Like, it was a very similar – Uh, process for me. So like, yeah, that was a part of my journey. And the way that I describe it is just sort of unsettled. So Mm -hmm. guys transitioning, just like anticipate that there's going to be some unsettled aspect. Like that's just part of finding your next thing or the next chapter is uh, in any period of transition. It's just a little bit unsettling. And especially for me, because I love clarity Mm. and that's what I had with the NFL. So I didn't have that. And that was especially hard. And now I feel like I'm starting to get there. So that feels good again.
2: I I think for and, and this was my um, struggle was that I, I just, I wasn't confident in myself mm. in doing other things as well. Like I'd just been so good at football and I mean, I just that's what I did. And you, you gain all this confidence because you confirm validity with all the successes that you have. You just continue to knock down doors you know, you get the scholarship, the first scholarship, you know what I mean, to go to college. So that builds confidence. Mm-hmm. Then you get to college and you're on the bench and all of a sudden you're playing, you're like, dude, that builds confidence. And right. then you see yourself in a newspaper and then, and now you get drafted. And so you just continue to stack all these things that happen for you, like, man, you just get more confident in who you are. That switch is turned off. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to transition. Cause you know, that's what we all say we're gonna do. We're gonna be great at it. Right. And it, you don't know. And you just you just like it's probably going the biggest roadblock
0: you've ever had in your life because you, we've we've all been fairly successful, right? right. Yeah, We're the top what 001 percent to make it to the league, yeah, right. And then when you retire, when we retire, it's like that. It's the first I don't know I would say roadblock that that's happened in our lives. Like whoa, wait, like what happened? And
2: for me, when I tried to do some things, it was like man am i even good like i don't know like yeah. i know in ball cuz like you you see it you understand it and you get you get promoted because of it and other lanes it's just not as a uh, clear
3: so he, here's the question <laughs> i'd pose and I, I think it's like it's sort of rhetorical but like what does successful transition even look like like I, I, if i'm crying and i'm upset like that that can still be part of a for successful sure. yeah. transition a thousand percent. like yeah. so like i think i don't even like i it's like i want to be i want to have a successful transition but i don't even know what that looks like yeah. at, at, at times i didn't even know what that even meant you know what i'm saying yeah. so like i think uh navigating what that looks like and defining what that looks like for young players i think uh who are trans- retiring is an important thing to do i think that it's is what huge you it. yeah that's so, great so i, I like, think like that, that is what, what you
0: it's, i think it's what you make it that's what makes it successful you yes know? yeah I might have to take a day and cry a little bit and grieve and
3: you know what I think we that's need so to say okay. that more though yeah. uh, so and then uh another so I, I I that's at least something that I've uh I've found for myself and then to your point as well as uh earlier um in your question as far as other things for young uh guys transitioning and I'm still a young, guy transitioning. But uh, the strengths that we have as players, mm-hmm. right? So I know that people talk about that. And your strengths, you're saying, in a locker room, like yeah. community, like build whatever your strengths were as a player. Those, that's your identity. That's the important mm-hmm. thing to carry on. Mm-hmm. If you're the team player, if you're the guy in the locker room, if you know how to read people, like. How can I take these aspects of myself, these skills that I've developed developed playing football, and how do I bring that to my next career? And I think that I'm assuming that you've done that in some capacity. You're doing – it's not a single man – it's not one dude doing the podcast, right? Like, you, you work in a team. Like, that's what you do. I think that's so important, and that's what I found that I think that the things that I liked while playing, I'm going to try and continue in my next career. Does that make sense? It makes total, total sense. makes total sure. sense. So – So now the fun questions. We all
0: have had our bell rung. We've all had like, wait, I'm in the league now. Oh, snap. I remember mine like, I'm in the NFL. You know, first time I went in the locker room, saw my uniform, and you just eyes wide open. What was that? What was your welcome to the NFL moment when you got there? Your first like Your first just, whether it was a hit, whether it was looking at your like just like, damn. Welcome to the NFL.
3: Like, uh, holy snap! So, I mean, I, I can say earlier, like that moment one-on-one with uh, at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Like, For me, that was the first experience that I had. It's so, like, oh, I'm like you have to think mentality. Like a D3. Like I'm playing for the love of the game. Right? There's no scholarship. Like this is just this is. Just, and I'm out here. Yeah. I'm like this guy's so Florida, Alabama, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, oh wait, like I'm 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 out here. Like, <laughs> so that was my first moment. And then um, after I was drafted. Uh, I'd say uh, probably my first preseason game. Yeah. I was <laughs> similar. I was. I can still picture it. Like, my f- hands were just, tr- like, dripping sweat. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, wait, this – and it was a first preseason. I wasn't even starting. It was, mm-hmm. like, nothing, a nothing game and looking back on it. But, like, just freaking out. And then just, I don't know, getting the flow. And I, mm-hmm. when you're starting to play football and then everything starts to kind of come together, like, uh, I'd say that was another moment for me. But, yeah.
2: Nice. Yeah. All right. I mean, my first preseason game, I think I played, like, four plays. <laughs> I didn't even play. It was, it was. I mean, I didn't even care. I was just happy to be out there. Yeah, yeah, It happens. Um, all right, my question is, what is your best Tom Brady story? Mm. Or I actually like Gronk, too, because he's pretty entertaining, not going to uh-huh. lie. Give me one of those two. Uh, for those two to come to, to Tampa Bay, it probably really changed everything. I know the ticket sales went way up.
3: Oh, sorry. Having like, I can define my career <laughs> of what like football looked like, like pre-imposed. pre post <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, the, this, like, like, you, you like, prior to Tom, like the Bucks were weren't that that good. Yeah. Uh, and like, I don't know, even like going out right in uh, public, going to restaurants, bar, like nobody cared. <laughs> it was just fine. Like, I, I prefer it that way. Yeah. yeah. you D three. You used I'm used to it. Was it, it. Like, wasn't cool. yeah. yeah. Exactly and then uh tom comes around and we start getting you know five uh you know primetime games <laughs> and people start to know what what's going on yeah. and i think either the community in tampa became a little bit more of a football town which is awesome to be, be a yeah. part of yeah uh, but that was a cool uh cool experience having them. them something
0: something about when you start winning we're like we were in charlotte we would come home at like midnight yeah. from you know coming from the west coast and then we get home at like midnight 1 a.m and it was fans outside and it was regular season yeah. we weren't even in the super bowl yet yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. but it was just it's something about when you start winning it's gravity it it pulls you in right you know what i'm saying like it's it's i don't know i, I think it's just that's why i love the game of football man it just it bring it really does uh bring a lot
2: of people together is it bad? I'm gonna have to go back and Google like what you look like 75 pounds. Ago. You had longer hair, <laughs> right? right? I think because I'm, I'm, right? I'm looking at you and I'm just like I can't even imagine you playing O line right now. You just don't even have the look. And a lot of people that lose weight like they You're, look like they just had a big old it's, head. <laughs> well, it's the,
3: all in your face. Well, it's, it's, it, was, it was all my the rest of my body too. <laughs> I mean, I'll get you another picture, but that's just all the background. <laughs> yeah, you can see his cheeks. And- yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah, I, I, so, I, I uh, so I had a little a uh, 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 pretty uh, unimpressive beard, but so I would what I'd do is I would cut my hair like once every two years, let it grow out, mm-hmm. cut it again, buzz it right before the season, and then also I would let my facial hair grow out throughout the course of the season. So sh- clean shaven in a training camp and let the beard grow out. Uh, beard was pretty unimpressive, but my next profession, psychologist. I like to think is another profession where I can have a beard. So there's like two professions: football player and psychologist got the green light to grow a beard. So yeah. I'm fired up about that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And my podcast host. But he got <laughs> look, look at this. Like
0: I'm I'm not used to seeing the you know all this,
2: and he's you finally just letting it go.
3: I, I have. I, had I had love got a haircut him. in a while. I like my
2: barber, him. my barber had his mom passed away, and just like. Yeah. It's just every, everybody's off. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. That's part of it. Thank you. I feel like oh, that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate Let it. Rip.
0: That. So, here's a Jewish question yeah. for you. Did my ancestry.com like 2% Jewish Wow whatever. So, yeah, um, I'm um brother, brother of the tribe. Man. How about yeah, that? Part, 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 part of the percent, tribe. Part of the tribe. Yeah. Part of the tribe. Of the tribe. So, it. uh I never had a bat mitzvah Uh was never offered that as a kid because I didn't know I had the 2-3% Jewish in me and I know you passed on yours as a kid,
3: right? So, uh, so I, yeah, I did not do a bar mitzvah, but you, you, you keep going. I think I like where this is going. Are you gonna have one? Is it is it too late to have one? No. It's not too late, I'm sorry, for either one of us. That's the, that's the exciting part. Dude, you wanna have a bar mitzvah? Let's I, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you would have, it, it would be an elite celebration. Oh my God, like, I, am, I am so game. You know, I don't know if you're waiting for an invitation, or for who, we'll get you connected to the rabbi, it doesn't matter. Let's, we'll, let's do it, We'll, we'll, let's do, it. we'll do, do it. I need to do one too. So, so maybe we could do a joint bar mitzvah? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with
0: it. So, I was at a, uh, so Chicago, a lot of Jewish people, right? Know yes. a lot of Jewish people in the community. So I'm in Houston and i'm the best man and i get ready to give a i get ready to give a toast and i grab my 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 glass of wine and i go la everybody and it did not go over well it was just cowboys and black people and they were like is he
3: choking
1: on
0: something what the hell is know,
3: and i was know your audience you know yeah, they're not, you're not in Texas, but, but i but.
1: do it i do it in chicago <laughs> all the time
0: and it's amazing and it's it's like cuz i know yep. there's a lot of jewish people in you the get, audience gotta so i know your audience i do that and they were like mm? I was like Okay That didn't go over well. And I was like Yeah just give the toes to dummy. and I was like yeah. Alright uh, Yeah best man Love you Rob Bless you Blessings yeah. Alright drink up Yeah but yeah Well, You're halfway you're, to your bar mitzvah now so I'm, I'm you, halfway yeah. This
2: is This is my last question right. Is that um, It goes back to traveling I uh, 'cause okay. we we talked yeah. about the traveling And we both kind of Opened up about it a little bit I want your top five Travel destinations Bucket
3: list Whether you've done it before Or that you want to hit next. Okay. So, of the ones that I hit, uh, so Italy to me is, uh, that's uh, a must. So, Florence is unbelievable. The Malfi Coast is unbelievable. I'll put that as one. Two, um, uh, Greece is unbelievable. Um, uh, Islands off Greece are great. So, those are two places that I've done. Uh, Places that I want to go, Mm. uh, hit three. Portugal I want to go. Spain Mm. I'm going to be going. Uh, And Japan would be, those would probably be my next three trips. So, yeah, I'm, i'm i i can not wait i've <laughs> been to all of those places that dude, you've, look at you you've named That's every fantastic. every single place i've been to you're a world traveler a world he traveler.
0: is he is he is That's fantastic. he's encouraged me to do more i'm trying to encourage him true story we went to croatia we we're in dubrovnik yes we went to dubrovnik croatia mm-hmm. went jumped in the mediterranean i love that and tried to play like two big black guys trying yeah. to play water polo how'd that go terrible because yeah. dude <laughs> Mr. Harper over here jumped in the lake or the the the, the, the Matt, sea. He, he jumped lake. in and he goes, jumps down and comes up and goes, Ain't no bottom. I can't <laughs> <fit."> <laughs> a little
3: he bit said, different the, med, the med, meds a little
2: bit different it, wait, first of all because it was like wait, little kids out there you got to understand all right let's draw the picture for everybody yeah, yeah. all right so it's little kids out there we're in our speedos because oh that's what everybody has and and so I'm we're not, all in okay and, and so he borrowed somebody okay. i did i did and then so so we get out there i'm like it's, it's if little kids are out here doing it like i could do wow. it too it wasn't that bad so i go in and i'm just you know staying up top at first then i'm just gonna kind of relax go down and then come back and get my breath and i went down and i kept going kept like, bro i came back up I'm like I no, ain't no bottom this is not it and so from there on i was very uncomfortable out yeah. there the rest of the time the water ain't polo no bottom. the yeah. water polo experience was not good for me yeah, it was God, not great we I'm had a good time yeah but overall oh my God. i mean i just didn't realize that you just you know you just out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it yeah, wasn't yeah. great. Give it a four out of ten, maybe. You know? Yeah, four out of ten, max. The
0: country max. was great, but that was yeah. probably his worst experience. It it was, yeah. yeah, it was terrible. I just remember him coming up saying, ain't no bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, laughing so much. I was a little nervous. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. I was a little nervous. Oh, my uh, God. All right. Yeah.
0: Final question to you. Yeah. Mount Rushmore. Okay. Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? The people that have helped you, okay. uh, just kind of guided you, along the way they were there wait for you retirement when you played coaches teachers just a group of people that have really been team Alley. yeah your entire life thus uh, far yeah
3: it's a great question i think uh for me i was super fortunate that like i could, i could name the people individually but like my family so i'd start with my mom and dad like for them you like, want to make that one or make it two? It's it was, yeah, so I, put, I actually put them one, one and two. I gotta put them for two different reasons. My dad, from like a work, work ethic standpoint, yeah. like a standard of like um, sort of excellence like that coming from him, and then my mom just from like, um, I don't know, from an emotional standpoint, like from uh, compassion to myself and others and mm-hmm. this being the service of others, those, those two things that are ingrained in me. So those two, um, I'd say uh, – while I was playing my, my fiance right now, uh, soon to be wife, uh, she uh, was a huge support to me throughout playing. It's a hard, it's a uh, hard thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. To have someone to help sort of carry that load was absolutely massive for me. And then I would probably put uh, for number four uh, for my football career, uh, the, he's now the head coach at, at Hobart. He was my offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. Uh, but Kevin DeWall, like he was a fantastic uh, uh, again standard of excellence of like how to hold yourself to high standard and how to get uh, improve on things and you know that was a, he was absolutely massive for me so and still is so we're staying in touch obviously so those was, was, was my, my four. Yeah. So are you like
2: the standard at your college? Like, hey, if he can do it, you
3: can do it. Uh, and I before before that. and before you was that, was that that <laughs> make it's more like if you do everything right and you can check these boxes yeah then they'll find a they'll find a way like that's the truth so why do you think
0: you didn't get a, like a d1 offer or yeah. a d2 offer yeah. why do you think that is so I
3: grew up in Westchester New York so suburbs in New York City it's not really like football country it's yeah. not like so that and then also a super undersized I was like uh 20 whatever pound offensive lineman like it's not playing d1 yeah. and then i also didn't have the best frame of reference i wasn't going to like camps and things like that i didn't have I someone you. telling me to uh, yeah. do x y and z so just navigating those things so that's why cool um but uh, i i do have one other thing that i kind of uh, can i tie it together yeah. yeah so talking about travel and quotes right because that's yeah. that's you too i want to pull it up but so i was in uh, london i was doing some traveling uh recently uh, in April or whatever, and we went to the Winston Churchill uh, Museum, uh-huh. and we get to see you know uh, the war rooms where like where he conducted the war, right? So like, it's a bun- underground bunker. It's unbelievable, but it's also a Churchill Museum. And he had a quote in there that I loved, and I think that you'll want to make note of if I can find it. Look at that! Uh, yeah, Come yeah, yeah. On. Come so on. it. So ready? I refuse to be exhibited like a prize bull whose chief attraction is his past prowess. So I'll say it again. I refuse that's to be exhibited like a prize bull whose chief attraction is his past prowess. So as that relates to former players, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of times we identify and, and, and hang our hats on that. But I think as we look forward to the things that we can bring to our communities, I think uh, that's what's going to excite us and invigorate us. And I think that that quote's awesome. You, you make a note of that when one. I I'm will sure, make a note exactly. of that. I will get it after... Yeah. We wrap up on yeah. the show. It's not about just <clears> our
2: <throat> football prowess. There
3: you go. I, like I feel it. like that's apt for the our setting here. That's so, perfect. Yeah,
0: and with that, we're done. That, that's a, that's a mic drop. That's like it's the perfect d- outro. That's yeah. But don't drop yeah. these. These don't yeah, drop. Yeah. These, yeah, these are really expensive. I won't drop <laughs> <them>. <laughs> you can not I that. did a uh, metaphorical. Our, yeah. our iHeartRadio no gonna bill us on yeah. that. We uh-huh. can't do that. Hey, Allie, I man, this is good.
3: All right. Well, this, uh, this was great. Uh this is great for me too. So well, I appreciate it, man. It. Yeah. Thank
2: you. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, continue to tune in wherever you get your podcast at. Oh, I can look into the camera. I forget we had we got a camera out here today. <laughs> all right, wherever you get your podcast at, was iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts Remember to give us a click, hit review, subscribe, five star rating, please. We appreciate that. And like always, man, keep listening, keep looking at us. We're doing our thing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We're out.
0: Peanut, hey! Thank you. This was dope. No, I appreciate. Seriously, it. I'm yeah. glad we get to do them in person, and uh, we'll exchange numbers offline. Uh-huh. But like your transition and everything, feel free to use me as a reference or a resource—not reference, a resource. Rome, he know everything. He's probably what <laughs> he been playing. Would you retired? Oh, in, here we go. He retired here we go. in 2016, here we go. Here we but go. he yeah. he started playing in the 80s. Right, like, right. That's why first <laughs> time I met him, I thought he was like 45, but he was like, "No, nah, man, I'm 27." I was like ain't no way but yeah he just yeah
3: but wealth of knowledge you said yeah yeah, oh my god so much we're we're gonna end the show oh sorry (laughs) we gotta
0: end the show appreciate y'all thank y'all for tuning in we out